The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Good morning, everyone, on the east-west coast, and good afternoon, everyone, on the east coast. You are listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. I'm happy and proud to say that I have been on voiceamerica.com almost from the beginning. I think I came on a couple of years after they began. started in, I believe, 2002. They came on in 2000 or 2001. And I believe in what voiceamerica.com does. It allows folks like us who really want to spread positive messaging to get out there in a global, you know, in a, in a whole global world. So I'm very appreciative for that and want to thank the network and the people there. And want to tell you about today's topic. Today we're going to talk about um, a condition. Some people call it a disease, a condition. We don't hear that much about. We've heard about it more in movies and in film. It's Asperger's Syndrome. And my guest today is uh, a gentleman who has Asperger's, and he really um, has a lot to tell us. His name is Jesse Saperstein, who graduated from Hobart and Smith William Colleges. He's a popular speaker in the autism community, and he's committed to the cause of demystifying Asperger's and autism. And his brand new book is called Atypical Life with Asperger's in 20 and a third chapters. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Patricia. It's great to be here. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Why do we call it atypical? Why did you title it that? Well, um, that was actually my publishing company's brilliant idea. Uh, I was originally going to call it Square with the House. Then I changed okay. it to Just Take Another Look, and they mm-hmm. changed it to Atypical Life with Asperger's in 20 and one-third chapters. And they did that, I believe, because obviously I am atypical. I've led an atypical life and people judge me as atypical. But in my opinion, it's also called that because my successes with mild autism have been extremely atypical. Uh, I know what it's like to be treated like a sociopath Mm. and as a celebrity. And my hope in writing this book and spreading the message is that my successes with Asperger's will not be quite so atypical in the future. How is Asperger's related to autism? Is it a form of autism or is it related? Well, that that is definitely an excellent question, and it is a form of autism. Uh, you see, from from movies, as you said, you learned about autism in movies such as Rain Man, and mm. what's most 
those movies did not ex- exactly tell us is that autism is a spectrum. Um, even though the Rain Man character had some communic- uh, communication abilities, um, his case was pretty severe for the most part. Mm-hmm. And autism is a spectrum in the sense that there's cases that are profoundly severe in the sense that a person will never utter a spoken word their entire life mm. in cases that are so profoundly mild that uh, it's, it's often judged as a character defect, and mm. it's so mild that it's almost undetectable. Interesting. So it's a brain disorder, a neurological disorder. Yes, right. That's, that's correct. And yet, many people with autism are brilliant, correct? You're right. Um, about 10% of the autism population are savants, like they're geniuses in the sense that Albert Einstein probably had mild autism, and he was one of the smartest men who ever lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, the genius factor, it really does not play into, uh, into part with society. Uh, for the most part, individuals with Asperger's are not the Bill Gates and uh, Steven Spielbergs of our, of our nation. They're pretty much... Um, people who are misjudged, they're prone to unemployment and uh, severe loneliness, and uh, that, that's pretty much the, the, the commonality amongst the population. Most of them do not have book deals. Mm-hmm. Right. That's where you are atypical. Exactly. What are some of the symptoms um, for people that make it difficult, particularly for you growing up? Um, the symptoms uh, are fairly different for every person. We've got this uh, expression in the autism community, Patricia, when you have met one person with autism, you have met one person with autism. So for individuals who have Asperger's syndrome, they can appear to be aggressive, passive, passive-aggressive, angry, mellow, smart, intellectually disabled, and um, so on and so forth. But so then how do you know if they have it? If everybody's so different, what's the well, commonality? Well, um, even though there's uh, very drastic personality differences, uh, some commonalities are like um, they, uh, they have trouble relating to their peers. Uh, people with autism uh, tend to have friends who are either much younger or much older or a mixture of both. And uh, an, an inability to look at people in the eye, that typically manifests its, itself in early childhood, uh, when I was young in nursery school, I, ju- I just could not look people in the eye. It was like staring into the blazing sun. And, uh, and trouble with, with change, uh, they prefer repetition, and um, transitions are very hard. Um, when I was growing up, I showed a pattern of always having the most uh, severe problems during periods of transition. And last but not least, another very common symptom is uh, a difficulty with generalization. Uh, That just means uh, not understanding that if something works or is appropriate in one situation, it's not going to be appropriate the next hundred times with a hundred different people. And uh, I'd like to just elaborate briefly on generalization. Have you ever seen the movie The Water Boy, Patricia? No, I have not. Well, um, the character of Bobby Boucher is a a gross exaggeration of somebody who has Asperger's syndrome uh, because he's told by his coach that he needs to fight back when people are abusing him, but then he he ends up tackling his elderly chemistry professor. So, uh, you know, um, 
uh, he's told to fight back, but no one specifically explains that there's, uh, there are times when it's not appropriate to uh, physically retaliate. Mm. You know, do you understand what I'm trying I, to say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's really an issue, and that's where you're challenged. And yet, let's switch that a little bit, because you did something that really by everyday standards is pretty heroic, and that is that you climbed the 2,174-mile hike of the Appalachian Trail for pediatric AIDS. Now, that's quite a feat. Well, well thank you. Um, yes, that was a very big turning point in my life, uh, particularly being able to accept my condition. Uh, after I did the hike, I was more open about having Asperger's syndrome, whereas before uh, I just treated it like a secret. And uh, after the hike, uh, people start to see the side of autism that, was, uh, that can make for outstanding contributions. And uh, I kept a journal where I, I talked about everything except my Asperger's syndrome. And after, after the hike was over, I realized uh, I had squandered an opportunity to teach the public about, about the side that we should pay attention toward. Mm. Yeah. So it's very important. You know interviewed a gentleman who was blind and climbed the Appalachian Trail, and that was really an amazing feat. What was it that you learned from that experience? Well, um, I, I learned that, uh, I, I basically learned not to take all criticism too seriously, and um, I learned that, that much of what was told to me as a child was just outrageous lies, and um, I learned that Asperger's syndrome is not a character flaw. It's something that's uh, synonymous with integrity and empathy. Mm. And uh, afterwards, I realized that, that I need to do a, a better job of kind of dispelling all of the myths that, that exist. So the main ones are that people with Asperger's lack empathy or people with autism in general. And the other really outrageous uh, myth is that they prefer to be in their social world. I mean, sorry, they prefer to be isolated instead of being part of the social world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing uh, that I think we'll talk about after the break mm -hmm. is the whole idea of isolation because people without autism and Asperger's often isolate themselves as well. It can be a common problem, not just with people with, you know, a brain disorder or condition. So I think when we come back, we should talk about how we can work toward community and not isolation, you know, in your condition. And for, for those of us who are so, quote, quote, you know, normal and what is normal, as someone said to me, um, disabled is everybody. It means that we all have a different ability to do things differently. And so we'll talk about that when we come back with our guest, Jesse Saperstein, who is committed to the cause of demystifying Asperger's and autism. And he has a, a wonderful book. And his book is called A Typical Life with Asperger's in 20 and one-third chapters. All right. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. News. 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 News.
Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to get freed up? Join Dr. Jennifer Freed, one of America's leading psychological thinkers, for a groundbreaking program with fascinating guests and full participation from you. Freed Up will explore topics like liberation in long-term relationships, parenting in the 21st century, comfort in stressful times, and much more. Tune in to Freed Up every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and wake up to the heartbeat of your life. Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. If you want to get ahead, you have to stand out from the crowd, the clutter, and the competition. Are you? Tune in each week for Standing Out with Lauren Saunier. Lauren and her guests have the secrets that can help you and your business get noticed, get attention, and achieve your desired results no matter where you're starting from. Standing Out with Lauren Saunier, live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to be a marketing machine. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. We're talking about autism and Asperger's Syndrome and how we overcome this, but how we can really work with some of the common issues that are in those diseases, conditions, and what we as folks who are so, quote, normal can learn from this, because we all have periods where we act out or where we become disoriented or where we isolate. My guest today is Jesse, uh, Jesse Saperstein, and his book is Atypical. Life with Asperger's in 20 and one-third chapters. Jesse Saperstein graduated from Hobart and William Smith Colleges. He's a popular speaker in the autism community, and he is committed to the cause of demystifying Asperger's and autism. Welcome back, Jesse. Thank you, Patricia. Why, um, why 20 and one-third chapters? Oh, I get asked that question a lot. My publisher thought it would be very funny to have that little fraction at the end of the title because people with Asperger's syndrome are notorious uh, for being very precise. That's kind of their trademark. Um, if you tell somebody with mild autism to uh, show up at a party at 5 o'clock p.m., they're going to show up at 4.59 or exactly 5 o'clock and, and so forth. Well, that's you know, not so bad, is it? 
No, it's not. But uh, you know, um, there sometimes they can be unnecessarily precise. But that is a very common uh, flaw, if you want to call it a flaw, compared to what they have to offer. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's talk about the whole idea of isolation that happens with autism and Asperger's. And what do you say to folks in your community and folks that don't have this condition in general? Um, uh, I let them know that uh, the biggest disabler is not so much having mild autism. Uh, the biggest disabler are the doomed first impressions, the chronic misunderstandings, and a lot of the uh, irrational fear that proliferates in society. I do not understand the fear, but um, I do. Obviously, you do fear what you don't understand. That's natural for all spectrums of human beings. But at the same time, it is irrational because individuals with Asperger's have a much greater chance of becoming a victim than actually being a perpetrator. Mm. And uh, I also do a, I do the best I can to to show people that there is nothing to fear and that there's a lot of uh, positive traits that will make for outstanding contributions if people just make that little effort to get past their fear and uh, give people like me a chance. Mm, very important, yes. Mm -hmm. um, where do you still struggle? Um, uh, obviously, making a good first impression. Uh, we all know that people, uh, first impressions are the most important, but people who have Asperger's syndrome struggle with that because um, we lack a filter mechanism, and no matter how hard a person tries, they're always going to have that deficiency. Um, I, I, people say to me, well, that happens to me all the time. I always say things that are inappropriate, but for somebody who has Asperger's, it literally happens all the time, hmm. and uh, it takes a lot more of an effort than a so-called normal person to control what comes out of one's mouth. And what I have learned is, is that um, even though I have Asperger's, I need to make that effort to control the, uh, the verbiage coming out of my mouth. And my nickname for the inappropriate comments are the verbal courier pigeons from hell. And so, um, uh, but at the same time, when I do make the effort, uh, people need to be tolerant. Uh, they, they have to. There's no getting around it because uh, sometimes uh, people will say, well, you try too hard or you're too uptight. And for someone on the spectrum, advice like that is just plain um, abominable and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, so you, you still have to deal with it, but yet it sounds as though it's, it's fairly controlled at this point. Right. And um, I'd like to say something else that's very important to families and teachers and individuals on the spectrum. Um, the way I've gotten my Asperger's syndrome under control so that I have a fighting chance in society is by imposing myself in environments that I really do not belong in, such as funeral homes, uh, Patricia, there's only four things that are appropriate to say in a funeral home. Uh, hello, goodbye, uh, the bathroom is around the corner to the left, and uh, I'm very sorry for your loss. <laughs> mm. So um, I, I've taken jobs like that uh, as a substitute teacher, too. Sometimes you, you just cannot play the hand that you're dealt because it takes away life. So um, I've done very well by raging against that hand. Mm. 
how do you control it? Do you, do you, does your mind help you control that? Um, that's a great question. Uh, I've gotten better at generalization. Uh, I realize that if I get away with something that's considered uh, mildly inappropriate in one environment, then I kind of replay the scenario in my mind, and I realize, well, maybe this won't work for the next uh, 10 people. And I learned that at, at, a, at the funeral home for the most part. Um, I realized, uh, for instance, one time I called, I said, I said to a gentleman, well, you look exactly like James Carville from CNN, and not every person is going to appreciate what I think is a compliment. So um, I, I don't always learn from my mistakes. I learn from things that could be mistakes in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what advice do you give to folks in your book? We have a couple minutes before break. You know, if people, what is your message here, Jesse, for people? My message is that we all have something to offer uh, the general population. And one of the reasons I think I'm getting so much mail from people who uh, have never heard of autism is that a lot of the themes in the book are synonymous. Uh, We have something that obscures our more positive qualities, whether it's uh, um, abuse in our past, a, uh, an, another disability, um, you know, scarred self-esteem or anything else. So uh, we can do so much for ourselves by uh, occasionally looking in the mirror to give t- to ourselves what's not always going to come from somebody else. And that's got to be accomplished with children because children in particular, they do not have the ability to uh, look into the mirror and give themselves self-esteem. So we cannot fail our children. We need to give to them what was not available to me when this was judged as a character flaw. Mm. All right. Well, coming to the close of our interview, so let me ask a couple of other questions here. Um, What are some of the strategies that you've developed to help you survive in your own world, you know, in a world of folks who we call neurotypicals, which is people without autism. I've asked you that before, but specifically, what are some of the things that you do? Do you hold your breath and count to 10? Do you walk around the block? Do you observe people? What are some of the things that you do? Um, well, I've gotten better at, at knowing when something is constructive criticism or when it's coming from somebody who's incurably ignorant and they're never going to accept me no matter what I do. So um, that helps me survive in a, sen- in a sense of preserving my self-esteem. And the other thing I do is um, I learn from consequences. Um, I-, I know when I'm being inappropriate and, and when it's Asperger's syndrome. So um, the other thing that, that is really important is to, uh, you know, ref- refine what you have control over in terms of integrity, perseverance, and those are qualities I can refine through my efforts and hopefully people will see that, and they'll judge me on those qualities and not just the superficial awkwardness of mild autism. Well, but I think everybody has that. I mean, don't you think all of us at times say inappropriate things and we learn from them? You're right. Um, But at the same time, as I mentioned, for individuals on the spectrum, it is a chronic problem. It happens a lot. Mm -hmm. And when you take that problem and you uh, add it to the natural awkwardness, then that leads to many doomed opportunities in life. So um, it's important to get the inappropriate behavior under control as much as possible. Yeah. You know, you know something, when people are 
very uncomfortable from the beginning, then they, they search for reasons to justify their discomfort. So all of a sudden the reason for termination will be because of sexual harassment and not the uh, other stuff that is synonymous with Asperger's. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so what advice do you have for parents and teachers who are trying to help a child with Asperger's who has severe emotional challenges? Yeah. It is important for them to prepare a child for the intolerance they will undergo in the world. Um, I tell people, look, I've got a book deal. Um, I'm basically a celebrity, and I still meet people who are afraid of me and want nothing to do with me. And that is something, as I mentioned before, that's never that's been never taught to me as a child. And we have to teach our children that not everyone is going to like them. But at the same time, it's a lot more important to always remind them that they have something profound to offer society and themselves. And hopefully, if they have a positive attitude, they will meet people uh, who respect that and acknowledge what they, what they have to offer. My book is what happens when there's just barely enough people to see all these incredible qualities. All right. And... Let's talk about your future in terms of relationships. Um, you know, are you married? Are you single? And I usually don't ask that question, but in terms of relationships. Well, um, I've only had one, one girlfriend in my entire life at the age of 22, and that did not last very long. And these days I'm spending time with a woman who's 12 years older uh, because she's been divorced and uh, she's, had flighty romantic partners, so I think she appreciates the qualities that I have to offer in the sense that I, I do see how incredible she is, and I, I don't suffer from the Jesse James syndrome where you're always looking for someone better. Uh, it, it, just to find someone who appreciates my qualities is enough. So, um, you know, I, I'm kind of doing the whole backing off thing, or at least doing the best I can, and... Uh, I'll see what happens, but um, things are, for the first time in a long time, it seems like there's hope for the future in that venue. Well, and you're talking about true appreciation for your qualities and for her qualities, for the other person's qualities. Uh, sorry, what was that? You're saying you're, showing, you're talking about true appreciation yes. for the qualities of each other. That's right. We both appreciate uh, the qualities that are most important, I believe. All right. Closing thoughts on your book, on your goals, on Asperger's. And again, my guest has been Jesse Saperstein, and his book is entitled Atypical Life with Asperger's in 20 and one-third chapters. Closing thoughts, Jesse. Let me think. Um, uh, that uh, I, I wrote this book to be as funny as possible. Um, it is not necessary to have Asperger's or care about it in the past to like the stories in my book. Uh, I mean, there's a story about the time I accidentally flooded my house with, uh, how do I put a cat excrement? And uh, I'm not allowed to say the name of that chapter on the air, but um, I wrote my book uh, to, uh, you know, make people laugh. And uh, it took about four years, but I finally completed a book that had humor when much of my life has, has not been funny in terms of what has happened to me. And you can purchase, you can purchase the book at Barnes & Noble, Borders, Amazon.com, and a few independent retailers. And 
parents can look at my website for continuous advice. It is www.jessiesaperstein.com. And I hope, to use, I hope to use my success to give parents the hope that did not exist for me and my family for many years. Thank you so much for being on the program, Jesse. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you. Stay on the line. Mm-hmm. Folks, this wraps up um, our program today, Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. My guest has been, my guest has been Jesse Saperstein, and his book is a typical Life with Asperger's in 20 and one-third chapters. And you can log on to his website, which is jessiesaperstein.com. And that is J-E-S-S-E-S-A-P-E-R-S-T-E-I-N.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support that you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time and next week right here on voiceamerica.com, I'm Patricia Raskin for Patricia Raskin Positive Living. Have a great Monday and a great week. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.